I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I am thrilled to be joined by three inspiring ladies in studio. We are going to be talking about some of the issues facing women today. I'm delighted to be joined by physiotherapist Margaret Walsh. Margaret runs her own physiotherapy and Pilates practice in Tully Allen. As well as that, she set up wonderful Mama Live Well website, a brilliant online resource for mothers. She's also a strong advocate for women's health, most recently working with the GAA to encourage teenage girls to stay in sport. We also have trim-based community guard at Edel Dugdale. She's back with us from her most recent humanitarian trip to Ukraine. Idel is always the first to lend her support for others going through challenging times and has been a huge support for women experiencing domestic violence. And I'm thrilled to have Anne-Marie Raftus. She's living in Castle Bellingham. She's working as a European finance manager with Kellogg's and she's one of the key management team. They've now reached its goal of having 50% male and female representation at management level, which is fantastic. Ladies, first of all, happy International Women's Day to all of you. Thank you so much yeah, for joining to you. Yeah. Thanks a million for, for popping in. I want to kick off with Margaret, first of all, because uh, women's health, this is something that you have been speaking about for a long, long time. And particularly you have been advocating for, you know, women and girls to stay in sport. And it's all kind of connected to women's health and everything. So tell me, how did this start, first of all? How did this start? Which part of it? <laughs> well, well, the, I suppose the, the, the kind of the, the, the need and the encouragement to keep girls going in, in, in sports particularly. Yeah. Um, I suppose for me personally, as I, I always say, I had a daughter in 2020 and that I'm really keen to look at women through the lifespan and women's health. And that's kind of my passion. But having a daughter then made me trail back a little bit. So I started to look at, I suppose, the teenage years and maybe the, the, the first cycle of being a female. Um, and then I started to realise how many girls drop out of sport in Ireland or been active um, it's literally one in two or about 43% of girls through after puberty drop out of sports so from there I developed a talk to go around to schools and clubs to educate um, the teenage girls their coaches mentors and parents on maybe what happens um, physically and mentally through the puberty years to try and empower them educate them and I mean we all know knowledge is power so to try and encourage girls to stay active um, so that's how it began and then I suppose I made a, a, a comment about GA shorts on a podcast that now I was telling the girls has close to like 500,000 w- views on TikTok Amazing. Um, and then yeah like a big thing I talk in the talks to the girls about is just like there's so much studies and research done that um, girls will drop out of sport if they don't have the correct bra 
um, you know, a sports bra is a really simple tool to not only physically lift a girl or support a girl, but also also emotionally. Um, and then I suppose that's maybe where the thought came. Well, what about the GA shorts? They do absolutely nothing for because they're made for 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 males. Yeah, this is the thing, you know, and it's this idea of women needing to slot into stuff that's exactly. already there for men. So things have progressed massively. You're working with a local company, uh, Ferdia and RD. Tell me about this. Yeah, so um, Ferdia and RD then also got wind of the podcast and they contacted me. So I've been working with them for a couple of months and, you know, it, it's, a, it's a simple idea, but um, we want to do it right. So it is taking a little bit of time, but we've already had, we've come up with some prototypes and uh, we've been testing them out on girls recently. And I have to say the feedback is like I had some girls in my kitchen a couple of weeks ago testing out the shorts and it was unbelievable just to see not only were they they couldn't believe that the shorts looked like GA shorts yeah. felt completely different and when I asked them to put back on their favourite pair of shorts that they would wear um, they were like this is wrong this is <laughs> disgraceful you know it was like I had just woke up a fire in them um, so that was amazing and I had kind of done um, I suppose closed testing so they were all in different groups and they all had the same reaction Wow yeah. okay so that's like it's, it's, it's unusual to get a 100% sort of yeah. reaction like that isn't yeah. it from, from something that's essentially a prototype at the, at the minute and Anne-Marie I know we were chatting ourselves about uh, you used to play camogie as well so like how would you back in the day particularly have coped with the uniform and that sort of stuff with the, with the yeah, GAA I, uniform I think it's fantastic um, what Margaret is highlighting here because um, you know we live in a world where um, f- from a da- data by data bias um, it's a, a world that's designed for men you know from the workplace um, you know anything from technology media everything is kind of designed for men and we've grown up with that so we really knew no different so we were handed shorts handed skirts and we just put them on they were probably designed in a factory somewhere by a man and you know we never gave it a second thought so I think this is fantastic that this has been highlighted you know it shouldn't be a big deal mm-hmm. But Margaret has to highlight it as a big deal. So it's absolutely fantastic to hear this because back in the day, I certainly would have had a loved to have someone who would have been pushing for this. And and like even like as you say you know someone to push for it but also like you know practical things like it's my time of the month I'm just going to not do sport isn't that really has been the real issue I suppose. Yeah of course I mean like that's what I said can you imagine you know a 13 year old girl whose hips have got wider her waist is narrower you have an, a tight elastic band it's going to ride up to her waist basically making them already shorter um, and then you have that 13 year old girl who can't maybe use a tampon she's just using in a pad she has your period and um, guess what else the shorts are white mm-hmm. so they're already up her backside they're white she can't wear a tampon what like why would she still go yeah yeah absolutely Adele did you did you did you used to play GAA yourself did you have a, sorry to add there I thought you were going to say yeah that. no like like I was telling the girls earlier like I would have suffered really bad with period pain all through my life growing up and I would have had to come home from school like that um, but I stopped playing right camogie because I, it just physically wasn't able and because and no offence to the men that were brave enough to come out and train yeah. 20 something or 20 like girls on a pitch like but they didn't have a clue 
Yeah. And we couldn't go to them when we were 15 and 16, even in my 20s or 30s and say, I, I'm on my period, I can't play today or I'm bent over with pain. They just want you to run and play and that was it. That's it, exactly. Yeah. And and uh, thankfully though, we are seeing some changes. I mean, Margaret, you're speaking to male coaches, you know, yeah. things are going extremely well in that area. Uh, Anne-Marie, in terms of Kellogg's and where you work, there's huge strides being made in terms of looking after women when it comes to menstrual health, uh, particularly menopause, that kind of thing. Yes, definitely, Sinead. Um, You know, Margaret referred to the taboo issues and at Kellogg, what we did was we reviewed all our employee policies and our support schemes. Um, So we wanted to offer employees increased support for those often taboo issues like the menopause, you know, fertility treatment, pregnancy loss. You know, everybody experiences these issues. Um, You know, know, everyone has a sister, you know, or a friend who experiences them and the impact can be both physical and mental but they're just not discussed in the workplace. Mm. So that's why we launched several new workplace policies for even better equity and inclusion at Kellogg's. And we wanted a culture, a culture where people could feel psychologically safe so that we can encourage colleagues to be allies. Like our men, we want our men to be allies because they all have friends who are female, daughters, you know, mothers who are female um, and everyone is impacted by these issues. So we're giving paid leave for colleagues who suffer the loss of pregnancy, including when it happens to them directly or if they have a partner or the baby surrogate mother. Um, And I think very importantly is that we are breaking the silence on these issues um, because they're not often discussed and we're making sure that, you know, managers are trained on how to talk to you know their staff about menopause and pregnancy loss and give assistance and not just as you know someone is off sick you know it's it's out in the open you know and we in fairness we have you know employees who are advocate they've spoken out about issues and they have driven this forward really driven this forward and I'm so proud to be you know part of a company that is you know not only talking but walking the talk as well Oh completely Anne-Marie I can, I can absolutely see why you'd be proud of, of working for, for Kellogg's with, with all this in place and in terms of you know other companies employers right now who might be listening in I mean it's really kind of what you're saying there it's about just grabbing the bull by the horns having these bloody conversations and putting these policies in place simple as yeah, I mean you know it's 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 kind of looking taking a look at your policies and your you know your support schemes that are currently in place and then seeing what can be improved you know this year um, through we have these business employee resource groups um, Sinead um, we have a gender 50-50 what we call a business employee resource group and we're going to host workshops to get feedback from you know, people throughout the business to understand about the barriers to female progression in our organisation. That's what companies should do. You know, just sit down. Don't just speak to your female um, employees. Speak to your male employees as well and get the feedback. And, you know, decide what culture are we going to have? Are we going to have an equity, diversity and inclusion um, culture and set it as a priority? Put it up with your strategic. You know, it's not just about your net profits, your gross profits. Put it in there as a strategic priority to have an EDI culture. Um, and I think that's probably what people should do and maybe look at the recruitment practices. Really see is there unconscious bias there when you are going and recruiting um, across the board for whatever role it is. And just to bring you back, because I really want to highlight that, 
that because uh, Kellogg's are making strides not just in terms of women's health but in terms of this ge- gender parity issue. You achieved a massive achievement back in December. Tell us about this. Yes, it's, it's fantastic, Sinead. We just announced it actually uh, last week and we had a big a team talk about it today in Kellogg. Um, we've uh, achieved gender 50-50, uh, 50% ma- male and 50% women across Europe um, from GL4 and above. Um, we signed a, a pledge with LEAD and LEAD is it's a, an organisation leading executives advancing diversity and basically it, it, the premise of it is that it attracts, retains and advances women in the consumer goods and retail sector in Europe through basically education, you know, like Mar- Margaret is doing through education, leadership and business development. And Kellogg is a foundational member of this network. And our president, uh, David Lawler um, of Kellogg York, signed this pledge in 2019 to say that, look, we'll reach gender 50-50 by 2025. And we've come in three Amazing. years um, you know, below that. So it's a great result. Um, and David, as a husband, a father and a brother, he really wanted on behalf of Kellogg's to support this commitment to gender parity. Um, and it's about driving inclusion. So look, the intentional focus and back what you said about companies, it's having an intentional focus on gender parity. Um, And the official International Women's Day theme today for 2023 is embracing equity. And that aligns... Not just equality. Yes, equity, not just equality. And we could talk all day about Mm. equality versus equity, but... You know, this aligns with our EDI strategy in Kellogg's, and and that's why it's just such a fantastic achievement. It really, really is. It really is, and I, I hope more companies follow suit with this. I'm going to bring Edel in. She's waiting patiently there. Edel, you have just come back from an epic <laughs> journey. Tell everybody where you were and what you were doing. Yeah, so um, we've just returned a group of 20 of us from Ukraine after delivering humanitarian aid. So it's our third trip over since the war started. Amazing. What was it like? What is that like, particularly when you go the first time? I mean, whereabouts are you going to? You're obviously going to cross borders, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so this time we left from Trim. We went down to Roslare, over to Dunkirk, in through the Netherlands, down through Germany, across Poland and into Ukraine. We go into Brody in Ukraine and then we come back over the border to, to Poland and we fly home. So basically what we're doing is this time we had um, a convoy, so we had four um, ambulances and a load of 4 before Jeeps, so Nissan Pathfinders, stuff like that. They are full to the brim. When I mean there's nearly no oxygen left in, this, in these vehicles, like medical supplies, crutches, um, food, clothing, everything that we know that that is needed on the front line. And so we, we drive all of them over ourselves and then we leave everything over there and then we fly home. Amazing. And and in terms of the people that you see there, like the, the Ukrainian people that are left, are, are you seeing many women and children still left behind? Like that's to me, that was the hardest part. Like you like you're driving over and, you know, you're, you're with somebody in the vehicle and, and the crack is good and you have to have that bit of fun because you know where you're going. So you, you need that level of just lightness as well. But when you go in and across the border, it's only then that your nerves start to, you know, crack a little bit and your emotions get really high. Because when you go in over the border, you're meeting a high amount of men in uniform that, you know, have left families behind or gone back to Ireland. And we've met a lot of them families who have tried to give us letters, tried to give us stuff. Sorry, I'm actually getting really emotional that are trying to give okay. them their stuff on, for us to bring over to their families over there. And we know that we're not going to meet all these people. But when you go into the towns of Brody and you're passing by schools, you're not seeing kids out playing. You're not seeing bikes on the street. You're not seeing anything like that. And then as the day goes on, the darkness hits over and the curfew 
gets into place. And then it starts to become a place where you know that this isn't where probably we shouldn't be. Mm. But it's what we we can do and it's all we can do. So we do it. And I know that you are somebody that is always reaching out to people who are going through challenges uh, throughout your entire career to date as a guard, uh, Adele, and particularly during lockdown. You know, yeah. we talk about the brutalities of war in Ukraine, but there's brutality happening yeah. behind closed doors against women. How are things in terms of numbers? Are you seeing any sort of decrease in that? No, like unfortunately not. And, and domestic violence is something that's been here forever and I'd like to think that it will be something that will go and I don't want to be here just saying that it's only women. I, I, I am respectful that men are, are subject to domestic violence as well but unfortunately we are here today on International Women's Day and this is what we're talking about but COVID really brought it to light I think um, when people were behind closed doors and they didn't have that escape that normally they would have had on a normal day where perhaps kids could have went to school and uh, you know women could have went into jobs or their husbands may have left home. Now you're trapped in an environment where nobody can get out and they they didn't see where they could go. But I'm always of the opinion that on Garda Shikana especially, it's a service. And this is what we do when we provide a service to the community. But our service is never full. Our doors never close. So we're trying to reiterate that back out to the community that we're keep coming into us. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't want to make a complaint or you don't want to push forward a prosecution, come in, talk to us. We put on the kettle. There's no problem. Do you know what I mean? But we won't know it's happening unless you come in and tell us. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And you know, we see posters in, in women's toilets, things like ask ask for Angela at the bar if you're being hassled, this kind of thing. Is any of that making a difference, Edel? Yeah, and look, I like I grew up, I was born in the 80s and we like I grew up in, in a world of you had to carry your keys in your hand. You had to mm. have your phone ready to go. You had to keep in a well-lit area. But like, I think it's getting to a stage now where I think we need to start educating the men rather than treating the women that they're living in fear. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. Uh, lady, sorry, anything else to add there Any from from either Margaret or, or yourself, Anne-Marie, on, on yeah, what Adele's saying? Yeah, definitely, you know, what Adele's saying, it is about educating the men. Um, you know, we all have, you know, male friends. Um, it's the allyship. It's that allyship and not making it a, a, a big news store anymore. It should be the norm. You know, it should be the norm. You shouldn't have to be fearful going to your car or making a decision, you know, whatever town you live in. Oh, will I bother going there or where will my car be parked? And I think, you know, saying that the door is open to people, that's fantastic to hear. Ladies, it's been just fantastic chatting to you. I could be here for the afternoon, for the rest of the day <laughs> chatting to you. I really could. I think what you're all doing is Trojan work in your own different fields. I, th- I feel like people listening will be really hopefully taken on board and being inspired by the work that you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. OK, <laughs> we keep won't doing stop. it. Absolutely. And thank you all so, so much for joining me today. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Thank you. The 11 to 1 Show. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.